Good evening, this is Bill Boyd with the North Carolina Study Center. The past uh, hours and a couple of days have uh, been fairly chaotic for those involved with the University of North Carolina, uh, as well as other entities. Um, and it's just had me thinking about the phrase baptism by fire because so many people are having to make decisions uh, quickly and also based on a lack of, you know, the kind of information you would like to have at least before you make a decision. And it got me thinking uh, about Jesus's baptism. So I want to read to you just briefly from Matthew chapter 3 and give you a few uh, comments I've written down uh, earlier today. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you come to me. But Jesus answered him, let it be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So John consented, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest upon him, and behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus' first adult act in the Gospel of Matthew is his baptism. Yet this is anything but a typical adult act. Uh, it actually must have seemed quite juvenile, kind of like the head coach arriving at the first practice with the team dressed and ready to be the water boy. You can hear people's thoughts. Come on, boy, knock it off. That's downright demeaning. Let's get about our real business here. Why? Well, because baptism was for the unrighteous, not the righteous. Meaning, baptism was for the have-nots, not the haves. Baptism was for drifters, not members. Frederick Dale Bruner uh, refers to this in his account of Matthew 3, and he entitles it, Jesus' First Miracle, the Miracle of His Humility. Jesus's I have come to do the will of my Father uh, way of life and ministry is going to be Jesus' calling card. For Jesus took on flesh in order to glorify his Father by coming alongside men and women and children in actual need. They are hungry, so he becomes hungry. They are pushed to the side, so he gets pushed to the side. They do not fit, and neither does Jesus. And so they and he suddenly become we in their common need and humility. Which begs the question, what do we mean when we use the word we? Or, what do we mean when we point to or allude to they? Do we mean we and they for whom Jesus became poor? Jesus is striving 
is to be one with sinners in order that sinners might be one with God. In Jesus' economy, the haves have faith and the have-nots have everything else. The heavens part and the spirit dove descends and the voice of God proclaims his pleasure because of his son's willingness to become intimately acquainted with scarcity. And not just the scarcity of a grumbling stomach or the want for adequate clothing and housing, but the kind of scarcity where even faith, hope, and love will dry up and turn to dust. For Jesus, a point will come where the only thing that remains is the heart of his distant father. The current pandemical and political chaos is an opportunity for those of us uh, used to and committed to our own ideas of order to regain an honesty about our abilities and our disabilities, to actually feel our weakness versus our perceived strength, and, if we are willing, to find actual joy and peace in the words of our Father, who says to all who join Jesus in the waters of his baptism, these are my children. With them, I am well pleased. Perhaps we should consider anew the questions and answers that are asked and responded to by baptismal candidates. The ones here are from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer, but they're similar in most Christian traditions. Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the evil powers of this world, which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? I, or better yet, we, renounce them. Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? We renounce them. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? We do. Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? We do. Therefore, do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? We do.